0: get down to crazy jimmy We got myself for known as i'll be the one and only the turkish emcee always love the clothes of jimmy on bitch i'm your wonder wannabe jimmy Star new
1: celebrity we'll take you out to jimmy star's hi yo what's up everybody welcome to the jimmy star show with ron russell bringing you the good times of music fashion pop culture and entertainment we got a great show for you guys today we're gonna have a lot of fun Uh, We have the incredibly talented and gorgeous Donna Mills coming on. And then we have uh, radio host, actor, writer, producer Gary Levitt, who does over a thousand voices. So it should be a very interesting show today. Before we get started and and, uh, start talking to everybody, let's first say hi to our cool, outrageous Man About Town host co-host, Mr. Ron Russell.
2: Hey, everybody. Yeah, I'm excited about today's show because I met Donna. I met her years ago, and I'll tell you all about it when I interview her. But right now, I'd like to speak about. A- hang on, hang on, wait,
1: wait, don't do that yet. Let me see. the chat room. Oh, do how?
2: Okay. What's up, chat room?
1: So we got Julia from Russia's in the chat room. Backpack, John, Teresa. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Mark Phillips. You guys, Mark Phillips. Believe it or not, when he was in high school, he worked for me when I worked for this clothing store in South Florida. He was like this genius, athletic kid. You know how like the genius kids are always like the geeky ones. Well, he was the genius jock, and. Uh, He was in the military, so thank you for your service. And I think that maybe works for Tesla or something. I'm not exactly sure, but he's in the chat room, so hello, hello. Hub Ruminos also just joined us in the chat room. Jason Taylor's in the chat room. What's up, Jason? Nice to see you, and we want to thank everybody. And now we'll let Ron go.
2: (laughs) Oh, because Ron's a little annoyed. You know, it was my birthday, and every year Jimmy and I, as a joke, go to Denny's because I get a free Grand Slam meal. And we make it public like Jimmy's Chief, you know, that kind of kind of a thing like years ago, they used to do with Jack Benny, the famous comedian. Um, we go to Denny's and I showed my driver's license to the waitress and she said, oh no, we don't do that anymore with driver's licenses. I said, oh, you're not offering a free Grand Slam on my birthday? She said, oh yes, we are. But you have to go online, apply for a coupon. When you get the coupon, You show it to me and then I will give you your complimentary Grand Slam. Well, I thought to myself, think of all the people my age. I'm 82 years old. Think of all the people my age who don't know how to use a cell phone or who have one only for an emergency. People that are on social security that really don't have a lot of money. Maybe they look forward to going to Denny's and getting a free Grand Slam. Well, if they do and they don't know how to do it, they don't get it. To me, that's misleading. I think Denny's is doing a terrible thing doing that to senior citizens. It's good for the kids because the kids know how to work it. Jimmy did. He did it well, but he never got the coupon. So we left. They had with- to send you an email, and the email never
1: came. Actually, it did come. It came two days later.
2: So we left <laughs> in haste. And I said to the proprietor or the manager, whoever she was, I said, listen, honey, this is against old people. It's not fair. It's not right. And Denny's has got to change that and make it where you simply show your driver's license. I think that's sufficient enough. I agree. They they don't want us to show a, a driver's license for voting. They feel that's an invasion of our privacy if we have to be forced to show Proof. Well, we have to be forced to show proof to eat at Denny's. <laughs> I mean, think about it, folks. So if you are a Denny's um, client, shall I say. Patron. Patron. Well, client, patron, whatever you are. I can't find the words. I'm still sleeping. <laughs> but, you know, I had a night's sleep thinking about this Denny's thing. Anyway, I would suggest that you go in and complain about it. And I wish to see, because they threatened me. The girl behind the desk said, oh, we're going to have our manager watch your show. I said, good. It's the beginning of our show. The first five minutes, I do about and around town what's going on in Palm Springs. Palm Springs is a very nice neighborhood with very nice people. And I think we should be treated well. Being 82 years old, it's a little difficult sometimes to remember things, to know how to use all the modern day Equipment that we are handed, so have a little compassion, because one day, if you're lucky, you may be 80 years old.
1: There you go. It was all good, and uh, hope everybody else had a great Memorial Day weekend. Um, everything uh, for us, we were doing a lot of stuff, working around the house, and yeah,
2: and um, nightmare alley, I call <laughs> <laughs> I mean, talk about. It. It wouldn't be bad if the workers spoke English, but none of them speak English. So you're standing there saying you're doing it incorrectly, and they just smile. And you want to scream and say, listen, I don't speak Spanish, but I speak Italian. And when I speak Italian, they still look there smiling because they don't understand Italian either. (laughs) So what the hell do you have to do today? You have to hire an interpreter to get your contractor to do what you want him to do. Anyway, they botched up on the concrete. The alley that they cemented as a dog run has cracked. The back window that they blew out the wall and put in the sliding glass door when they did the stucco, they sprayed it the wrong color. Our house is sort of an old greenish gold. They sprayed it peach. So now we have this big peach (laughs) arch going around the window and it almost looks like, what's his name? The famous painter of the, what was the name that did the rainbows? I loved him. The famous artist of the seventies, Peter Max. Oh, now Peter our Max, house okay. looks like a Peter Max painting. But anyway, little by little it's getting there and it's starting to look beautiful. And I'm happy because we don't have drapes on the windows yet. I'm waiting for an electric rod to arrive that I ordered. This way the drapes will open automatically at eight o'clock in the morning and close automatically at eight o'clock at night. They're blackout drapes and hopefully it'll keep the dogs who sleep with us from getting up at daybreak, like 6 o'clock this morning when I was woken up by my little guy, Astro, jumping all over my belly and kissing me, it's a lovely way to wake up, but not at 6 in the morning, Astro. Jimmy, your hand is in the way. I'm trying to move it over. Oh, well, that's good. You should have done that before it went on the air. Mm. Anyway, I lie in bed, and daylight comes, and I look out through the sliding glass doors, and I see our beautiful gazebo, and my white roses, and the beautiful red flowers and yellow flowers and orange flowers. Our garden is absolutely an enchantment. So I'm happy with everything. So all of you out there that wanted to know what was going on with our construction, there you go, aren't you sorry you asked? Now, if what's the name is gonna ask about my wristwatch, which Not there. She, she does every uh, week, I'm wearing a, a Movado that my daughter Leslie got me when she was in high school. She worked part time at Bloomingdale's in Garden City, Long Island. And she saved up the money. And with her discount, she bought me this Movado wristwatch. So its value today to me is priceless. There is no money in the world that could ever get it off my wrist because it was given to me. There you go. Sam. By my wonderful daughter. Leslie. So,
1: real quick, everybody, you can hear the Jimmy Starr Show with Ron Russell on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music. YouTube, Google Podcast, Radio Public, <clears throat> TuneIn, Pandora, Amazon Prime, and SoundCloud. Um, those are the, uh, uh, the the most. We're on about one hundred and sixty platforms. We want to welcome everybody in the chat room. We're going to bring on our first guest because she's already here. So we're oh, gonna I'm excited on. because and, uh, I have a nice story to tell her. Our Just first a- guest is Donna Mills. You guys, she's an icon. She's gorgeous. She's fabulous. And we're ready to rock
2: and roll. Bring her in, Juan. Let's go. There she hey. is. Hey, Mr. Hello. Mills. I my story I can't wait. wait, to tell wait. You. Let's, we got to introduce her. Oh, I'm so How <laughs> uh, beautiful she is! I love her already. All okay. right, everybody, now
1: we want to welcome to the Jim- actually say something. Let's make sure we can hear you, Donna. Can you hear me? Oh yes, yes. we can hear you. All right, good. Yep. All right, everybody, okay. now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show mm-hmm. with Ron Russell, the incredibly talented and beautiful Donna Mills. Hello and welcome to the show.
0: Thank you. So nice to be with you.
1: So, before now we get I want started, to tell my on, story. let me introduce my cool, outrageous man about town co host, Ron Russell. He does
2: this every week. He makes me nuts. I just like to get right to the nitty gritty. <laughs> no, no,
1: wait. wait. There's wait. more waiting. Yes. What more say care? hi. I'm getting
2: older so by the day. <laughs> we're married. Don't worry. We do this all the time. It's normal.
1: <laughs> anyway, <laughs> hold on. Now, Donna, we have a chat room that's filling up. So, please say hi to everybody in the chat room. Just say, hey, what's up, chat room? Hey there. there you go. There you go. All right.
2: Now, now, now you can now go. I'm I not so excited to talk to you. I am excited. There's a place outside of Beverly Hills called Beverly Glen. Up at Beverly Glen was a pizzeria called San Angelo's, I believe. Well, I was up there having pizza with Diane Parkinson and Janice Pennington from The Price is Right. And walking across from a, the parking lot to the door was this beautiful, very beautiful, scrubbed young woman not a drop of makeup. Her hair was pulled back in a ponytail. She was in jeans and I believe a dungaree shirt accompanied by a very attractive man. And as she walked by, she stopped at our table and said hello to, I believe it was Diane or Jan or both. And I was introduced to her and she was Donna Mills. (laughs) And I've got to tell you that Donna Mills in person without a drop of makeup is so far more beautiful than she ever was on Knox Landing. And if you think she was gorgeous on Knox Landing, she looked about 16 years old. I mean, she is a babe. She was beautiful, and when she smiled—no, that Donna, that listen, Donna, you got a smile that kills people. I mean, when you when you were standing there smiling, I fell in love with you, and I was gay. You know, I thought, Jesus, I'm getting confused. <laughs> but no, you and you were very sweet. Did you ever marry the guy you were with? He was cute
0: i don't remember who
2: i was with <laughs> <laughs> this is going back about 30 years maybe 20 something you know when when it was didn't uh vanna white marry him the son of
0: san angelo's no it was santo pietro's santo
2: pietro's right you got the we name right
0: the pizza place, pizza she, place. she married uh she married him. Yeah. he had a
2: strange name it was a nickname
0: and since has divorced him
2: right But I remember that. And the pizza was delicious and I loved it. It was this little enclave outside of Beverly Hills that nobody knew about. And all of the the celebrity people used to hang there. So many, you'd be shocked to know we used to be up there.
0: Yeah. Anyway, how are
2: you, my dear?
0: I'm great. How about you? I'm good. Now that
2: you're here, I'm even better. I have to tell you, you are so beautiful. gorgeous.
1: What a beautiful woman. Uh, I Thank can't you. even believe like you don't age, which kudos no. to you. Ron is like that, too. Ron just said, last week we did his birthday show. He turned 82. 82. And, uh, and, and so he had his birthday show. Oh, I
2: wanted I, to ask you a question before I forget. You know, I've lost contact with Diane. Have you ever seen Diane around?
0: It was Diane who?
2: Parkinson from The Price is Right. And Janice Pennington.
0: Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, I haven't kept in touch, and I don't. I don't know where they are.
2: I know that. uh, Anyway, I'll I'll find them eventually. Janice, I know, lives in Beverly Hills somewhere, L.A. I could find her. Anyway, thanks for. Anyway. Yeah. He's he's just excited. He doesn't get excited for very many people. No, I really don't. No, when there's. I wish you would have come on camera today without any makeup and a hair pulled back in a ponytail. So, no. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. I'm sure. No, no. Listen, my buddy, my best, my best friend was Jane Russell, the movie star. She was like my, my sister. We hung out together. And Jane would come to my house in Palm Springs and in the morning go for a swim and come out of the pool without a drop of makeup at 89 years old. She was far more beautiful than any other 89-year-old woman I've ever seen. She was gorgeous, even as an old woman. So, I mean, and not that you're an old woman, but I think the makeup takes away from who you really are. And they painted you a lot in Knox Landing. You had very heavy eye makeup.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was kind of the day idea. But the thing is, I can't imagine that I went out at that time without any makeup on. So you said normal <laughs> <laughs> on. No, not
2: a, not a drop of makeup. And you, you, were, you were fleeing. You were walking quickly. I guess you went in to pick up your pizza and leave. But you were not, you, you were sort of racing in and out. You weren't there to stay, to hang out. But I remember you. I remember you well. I mean, I met so many, uh, Joan Collins, everybody. And their mother hung out up there, you know, at one point or another. Even Joan's sister used to go there. Yep. Actually, we went, we went to... Uh,
1: um, a, a play before COVID with uh, Stan Zimmerman. I don't know if you know Stan Zimmerman or not, but Joan Van Ark sat next to us.
0: I talk to Joan all the time.
1: And she was fabulous and she was like, oh, I think I like know you and I was like, oh, well, yeah. I definitely know you. Yeah. <laughs> and she was fabulous. You know, she's supposed to
2: come on our show. We never hang now. on.
1: And then like three, three or four weeks ago, we had all the men from Dynasty on because they're mm-hmm. doing a show in LA and so they came on. So it's kind <laughs> of fabulous and
0: Aren't they doing the show like Joan and Michelle and I do a show? Yes. Like, of an Evening With and, you know. Yes. They well, did tell the us, same tell thing. Tell us
2: about it. I want to hear
0: all about it. Yeah.
2: Tell us, Donna. Tell us all about the show.
0: Uh, well, we did it. We've only done it so far at Oscars in Palm Springs.
2: Oh, that's where, where the boys did
0: the it. Restaurant and bar. Um, but we've done it. We've done it two different times. And the last time we did it, we did it for two nights which was really nice sold out both nights it was really fun now they're they're trying to put together a tour of the whole country and Europe that's what they're
1: doing too the the other one is called cocktails with the Carringtons I think and Uh, we live in Palm Springs I wish we would have known that it was there I
2: I think we were in New York you know I do movies so they film me all over the place I go to New York Georgia. She's working all the time. I know, so you know what that's like when they send you out of town for a film. So if 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 we knew you were in town, we would have been there and interviewing you on the spot, as we did the boys.
3: Yes, we live in Palm Palm Springs. We used
2: to go to a studio, but not anymore since COVID. We started in our den, and we love it so much that we don't have to get caught in traffic and baloney, baloney. So that now we've told our producer, could we please continue doing it from the house? And they said, sure
0: yeah why not I mean why pay for a studio <clears throat> well it? not even
2: the paying it was the getting to and from and then the confusion and they never did it right this way we do it it's easy I, like I can't life. get over how beautiful you are people tell you that all the time right
3: well you know what
2: I, I said I asked Jane Ross Jane was my buddy I could say anything I wanted and I said to Jane Jane how does it feel being eighty-nine years old and not Jane Russell, the most beautiful woman in the world in nineteen forty? And she looked at me and she said in her sweet way, "Ron, what do you think? <laughs> you know, do you have a fear of aging when you're eighty-nine? You'll still be beautiful."
0: Yeah, you know what? I don't. Aging is a is a is a weird thing that seems to have to happen, but it doesn't have to happen in a Mm, gruesome contract. way yeah exactly you know so um i i just you know keep trying to keep up with everything keep you know my body in shape my mind in shape all that kind of stuff and you know i'm 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 gonna go to like maybe 120 something like good that good for you me, me too good i mean
2: i'm 82 years old and i refuse to age I keep young in mind. I do I do everything very positively. I'm a very positive person. People yep. hate me for, oh, people hate me for it. Ron, you're so positive, you make me sick. I say, <laughs> well, that's, the, that's why I'm 82 and healthy and I'm working. I mean, I do a lot of films because they need an old man from Brooklyn with a New York accent. They say, <laughs> get Russell, you know, so I work. Um, yeah, I believe that eating right, not smoking, not doing drugs or alcohol, keeps you young looking and your skin looks good. And you have beautiful skin, but you're a beautiful girl. I mean, I remember you so well. And I've met so many celebrities in my day, half of them I forgot. because you know, a lot of them, they're good on screen because if they use staples and plaster and crazy <laughs> <people, laughs> out know, And then you see them in person and you go, oh my God, Joan Collins is still a knockout. We were at lunch and she was at the next table. And I turned around and I said, oh, look who's there, the old bitch. And she turned around and thought, oh, she laughed. She thought, she loved it. She yeah. said, and who are you? Do I know you? I said, no, but you will. And then we chatted and she was delightful. I loved her.
0: She's uh, great. She, <coughs> and are, she and I are buds, you know. We, I'd love her too. Yeah. She, she's got a wonderful
2: sense of humor. Yeah,
0: Back then we were, you know, at the same events. And- <clears throat> parties and things like that and and since then we worked together on a thing called um, uh, Queens of Drama. It was a, a reality show that I did for one season and um, we've just been we've become buddies since then. She's great. She's a real character but she's she's the real deal.
2: Well people have compared me to her personality why she's a Gemini I'm a Gemini. We tell it like it is we're not afraid to give our opinion. And we really frankly don't give a damn what people think about us we just go through life being positive and good she's still a beauty and joan is about my i think she's older than i i think joan is a couple of years old i'm 82 she's about 84 85 and she looks beautiful yeah and also the other beauty is jane fonda my god how gorgeous is jane fonda and she's what 90 now i don't know or close to 90 so let's not talk about age (laughs) no (laughs) I'm only, doing it because of, I'm only doing it because of me i'm not doing it because she's you're much younger than i donna so i'm not referring to you i'm referring to my my, my companions so hold on i want to go first of all let's brag a little first of all you guys yes. can
1: follow you can um, follow Donna on instagram she's the Donna mills so it's at the Donna mills Mm -hmm. Um, She basically you started on Broadway. So I went down your Wikipedia like I don't know if all this information is true But so we can brag a little you started out on Broadway in Woody Allen's don't drink the water Um, Then you did three years on love is a many splendor thing and then you played Clint Eastwood's girlfriend in the cult film play Misty for me Which by the way is a fabulous movie And and I loved you in it I I really uh, I'm a little bit younger than Ron and uh, you know, like so, twenty-six
2: years. So I was allowed to stay
1: up on I think Knott's Landing was either Wednesday nights or Thursday nights, I forgot. But I was allowed Wednesday. to stay up. I was allowed to stay up to see Knot's Landing. Wednesday was John and uh,
2: Steve, Thursday was Knott's. So I was allowed That's to stay
1: amazing. up to watch it. Um so I loved it. So I have been like you were like you were like my straight older woman crush. Uh, uh, from my all growing up before I figured out that's before I figured out I was a total. No, I think homo a lot. Of, I, think a lot of guys, I
2: think a lot of gay guys would say, hmm, "Absolutely, she know? was so gorgeous, <laughs> and you were so evil in every. You're always evil." No, and she's I, not. That's <laughs> where I want to go next. She's not evil. No, I'm sure. <laughs> no, 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 no. When she, she won. She won an Emmy for best like. No, no I'm talking about Knox Landing. Oh, okay, when she started at Knox Landing, she was goody-goody too. She was a sweet little girl. And then suddenly they started rewriting her as being a bitch, and she became really <laughs> incredible. When you became that little sassy broad, no longer yeah. goody two shoes, I understand no, that, you, you that,
0: fought for that. Yeah, that no, that character was always supposed to go that way. That's why she was brought on to kind of mix it up, you know, to 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 do you know things in the in the cul-de-sac that would get people going and uh that's what she, she looked like a sweet you know nice person when when she came to the cul-de-sac a cheerleader yeah and she you know drove into the cul-de-sac with her two kids and and all that and it looked like oh this nice sweet lady's moving in uh-uh
2: mm-hmm. i like love it So you she want wasn't. soap
1: opera digest <laughs> made you outstanding villainous for 1986 88 and 89. Yeah. And so you were definitely evil by that time. So did you have a blast because like Knott's Landing was kind of like Dynasty. It was like one of the biggest shows ever at that, you know, for that whole run. It was and a I'm wonderful
2: sure, era I'm for sure. you younger people that missed it. Yeah. It was a fabulous television experience. Never again has it ever been.
0: No, you know it, it it was I think a really good show. I often say that it was the this is us of that time.
2: Yes, it was wonderful. I loved
0: it. Yeah, feel that this is us as a really good show, well written, not just really well written. And that's the key to it all, of course. You, you know, to have writing and have and they and they would make the characters multi-dimensional, you know. Yep, yep, yep. Like Abby, who was, you know, the bad girl yep. and all that she had her moments, she had her vulnerabilities. She loved her children. So she wasn't, nobody was a caricature. Everybody was a a really fleshed out character.
2: Also, what was beautiful is the visual. Years ago, you watched movies and you were there. Beautiful clothing, beautiful hairdos, beautiful furnishings. Today, you watch the movies. It's dirty, filthy, ripped, broken alleys, water dripping off the wall and dog dew on the floor. It's really not an experience, but Dynasty, Knox Landing, and the other one with our friend on it. What was the other one? There was a third, a third one that was good too.
0: Falcon Crest.
2: Falcon Crest. With, yeah. Well, what's her name? I loved her. So I,
1: I have a Knox Landing question. I can't though.
2: Remember, I, a uh, a superstar like her, and I can't remember. She was married to Ronald Reagan. <gasps> Nancy, uh, um. Oh my God, the star of Falcon Crest. I loved her.
0: Yeah, I can't. He remember. This, this, he is, remember. this is an
2: 82 year old moment. She's <laughs> the most famous actress of the 1940s, anyway. Oh, my! God. I want to go back to Knox Landing. Anyway, no, I'll, rem- I'll remember.
1: I want So, I love the show, everybody in it. Um, I, I'm a publicist, and so my partner has uh interviewed Michelle Lee a whole bunch of times. And, um, I want to know though, how was, how was William, William Devane that was like my crush growing up? Um, like, <laughs> well, when I, I my crush, you know, I'm gay, like and I have a thing for like older gentlemen. So for me growing up, William DeVane was like, yeah, I would watch the show every week, you know, to see what he did because he was so cute.
0: <laughs> so so
1: so how was William DeVane? Was he was it fun working with him?
0: DeVane? Yeah. He's the best. I mean, he's such a really fine actor. That you never felt like you were acting with him, you know, you always felt like you were just there in the scene in in the characters. He's amazing. I love He, he was
2: generous, right? A generous actor?
0: Yes, yeah. When an, act,
2: when an actor's generous, you have that feel. I've worked with generous actors, and it's a pleasure. But I've worked with selfish actors, and it stinks. yeah, right? When they're selfish, ugh.
0: yeah. But everybody on that was generous, you know. I mean, yeah. one of the things that that made it so good is that everybody. It was it was really like a family, and we we all helped each other. We all were for each other, and uh, and, and that had to do with the producers and and with David Jacobs, the creator. You know, he was he's a wonderful man, and uh, you know, gave us great. Material. every like, love
2: it. Wouldn't, when, it be, wouldn't it be nice if they did a revival of that show? <laughs>
0: well, you know, that's what every every fan says it every day. Why don't they reboot it? Why don't? Why can't? Yeah. It? You know, you can only get two epi- two seasons on DVD. There's bootleg out there, but the quality is not very good.
2: Um, no, but so- you could be on Netflix, and you could do a six-week series would be wonderful. Just to see what everybody's up to. I mean, just to see everybody older and what happened with their children and where they've gone. Don't forget, you guys were out there bringing yourselves to the world and the world loved you. And then you went away. And it was like losing a family member. So now if you guys came back, Doing what has happened over the years, I think it would be a super duper smash hit, especially I for think, all us
1: old people who like. Well, you know, we're not old. Whatever you word old.
2: All of us older, more I mature will, people. I will
0: smack you <laughs> use the word old. For us, <laughs>
2: I, us more I mature people,
0: the show would love to do it. I think, I think, and I think
2: there will, they and you're still all here. Yeah.
0: You know, which well, is no, wonderful. Um, we're not all still here. Kevin passed away.
1: Oh, oh, okay. cause that. So. Yeah. Right. That's, so, I forgot so, so when you do your show, then, that you, at Oscars, who who is who does it with you?
0: So, Joan Van Ark, Michelle Lee, and me.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, the three of us uh, on stage. Uh, we have a moderator. It's usually Sandy Newton, who's a commentator in Palm Springs. You probably know her. Yes. Along. We know who she is, who, yes. Sandy Newton. She oh. happens to be a good friend of mine, too. But, uh, so she's a common, you know, she she asks us some questions. She gets some, you know, dialogue going between the three of us. And then we all have uh, videos that we show of our own careers. And then people get to ask us questions. And, you know, we we have a real dialogue with the fans. And it's just- So,
2: do you have a song? <laughs> do you do guys sing? Life? Do you I'm guys sure sing? a kind of song?
0: No, no. <laughs>
2: John James and, and uh, Steven, they all have a song. <laughs> yeah, they sing a song. Which it's a cute song.
0: song.
1: It's a cute song about song. that. You
2: guys should do a song.
0: It's, it's a ditty You're about uh, so I was a singer, so. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. did, you, did you have to,
1: like, I mean, you were already well known before you got cast. Did you have to go through, like, a big audition process to get the role, or did they just hire you on the spot, or was it easier, or was it hard?
0: It it was hard. I saw the role on a breakdown in my agent's office, and I said, I want that role. So he called them up and they said, oh, we know Donna. She's great. Yeah, we'll consider her. And I said, no, they won't, because they don't. They see me as a Miss Goody Two-Shoes. They don't think I can do what they want done with that. A bitch. bitch. Yeah. So I went in and I insisted. I bugged my agent until he bugged them enough. And and they let me come in to read. And uh, an hour after the reading, they called me and said, you got it.
2: it Oh, that's awesome. It was a good choice because you were perfect for the role. I, I mean, there weren't too many people that could play it. Because you look angelic. And that was, that was the key. You fooled everybody. You were yeah. so angelic. You were so lovely. Aww. Everybody wanted to smack you. An hour, hour though. People I wanted to smack later. you so hard. I mean, the <laughs> I audience- not know what that was to do. <laughs> no, but when you would be on camera, go, ah! the audience would yell at you and they were so angry that you were such a bitch. <laughs> but you were so sweet. But that's called acting. You know, I said that to Tippy Hadron when I interviewed Tippy. I said, Do you like playing the bitch? She said, Ron, of course. Everyone loves playing the bitch. Yeah. She said, When I did The Birds, I had a scene with the, uh, with what's his name's mother, where I grin her tea. And the script was, I was bitchy. And I forgot the actress's name. And she said to Tippy, She said, Tippy, if you play it bitchy, no one's going to like you. So Tippy played it sweet. And after seeing the film, I said to Tippi, you know what, you shouldn't have listened to her, even though she was a veteran actress. Bitchy would have been better. <laughs> you know, it would have made this scene far more important. And Tippi agreed. So yep. sometimes, sometimes... Everybody always remembers the bitch. No, no, well, no. Sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> an old, sometimes an older star is a little inhibited or jealous of the younger star that has the better line. So they, like, they sort of do that sort of thing. And I just thought... Chippy and I agreed on that anyway. Our chat room thinks you should totally, like, you guys should totally, like,
1: you know, reinvent it and Absolutely. get the show
2: going. Bug your agent. And everybody's on, talking Donna. about how gorgeous you are, just so you know. <laughs> so, Donna, Donna, bug everybody. Get the producer. Get the writer. Bug them. We have over 5 million people watching us right now. You know, we're all over the world. Did you know that? I did. And we have We have 1 billion downloads. If everyone out there that's downloading our show and watching this show would contact whoever Don is going to give you the name of and tell them, listen, we have garbage on television. We don't want to see women on toilet bowls or doing sexual things that people don't even understand. We want good, (laughs) wholesome stuff. Knox Landing was wholesome It wasn't stuff. really wholesome, it was evil. <laughs> no, 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 it was <laughs> Knox Landing was good. It, it, it was suge- great writing. Suggestive, but never vulgar. Phenomenal. phenomenal and the story was suggestive. And
0: phenomenal. they dealt with a lot of problems that real families and real yes. people yes. deal with, yes. along with some more glamorous stuff, you know, because that's fun too. Sure,
2: I so, know we love the glamour. But Donna, who, whose name could you give for people to contact and bug them <laughs> that demanded say, "I will throw my TVs out the window if you do not
0: bring <laughs> this show <laughs> back"? Say that. Uh, I, you know, it's Warner Brothers. Warner Brother own Warner Brothers owns it now. It was done originally by Lorimar, but Lorimar sold the show to Warner. To Warner Brothers. I have heard, and I don't know if this is true because I don't know anybody over there to talk to about it, that it has to do with music. As you recall in the early years, um, uh, Lisa Hartman was on and she sang a lot of songs. Um, And my understanding is that in order to get those, the rights to those songs again, or something like that would be very expensive. I don't know why uh and that's one of the reasons that they don't put it on again. Yeah, but Let's
2: net, create net, new songs Netflix is not cheap. <laughs> Netflix makes billions and millions of dollars. So if yeah, Netflix yeah. ran your show, they would make back. Listen, we have recording stars on our show, major recording stars who recorded a song. If Jimmy and I play their song on our show with their down. permission, they shut us down. Would you believe that? <laughs> it's like freedom of, of anything is gone. Anyway, so I think we should figure out a way. We, there I, are ways wait, they can work yes, out. That I, I work in the music industry, and that out. I have a very good friend, I won't give his name, but he was married, he's a gay guy, married to a very major movie star who has passed away, who has a lot of clout in Warner Brothers, and he's a producer. And I'm, oh. Gonna, oh, I'm gonna call him and tell him about this.
0: The thing oh, yeah. is, I, I, I see. I agree with you. I think it would be really interesting for the audience to see where those characters are now. I would love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Everybody, everybody
2: in the chat room. I want opinions. Chat room. No, would they would you, love it. Chat room. Would you watch it and pay? Yeah, they all would. Pay four bucks to see it. Absolutely. four, yeah. four bucks each episode? Yeah, they yeah. would do it. Yeah, see, everybody, everybody, do it. everybody said yes in the chat room, and we have about. So, so,
0: what do you think? Do you think Abby would be interesting if Abby was homeless?
2: No, because yeah. then, she, then, she, no, then she'd have to be grungy and and. No, you no. Watch.
0: Then you see her climb her way back. Home.
2: Okay, oh, that would be good. Yeah, that, that that would that's be good. good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, homeless but with style. Not homeless. <laughs> not homeless Peeing on herself, you know. I have to tell you. So I have to tell you, Don. Ron has this
1: thing. Well, we both do because we, you know, with COVID, we've been stuck home for such a long time. We've Mm. seen like like 80 million things on on every, we have all of them, Hulu, Netflix. And we have all, all of them. our friends
2: work, so we watch our friends work. But that and wasn't then, my point, you interrupted when, me. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, but you
1: always <laughs> interrupt me, so. My point Touché. was, we've seen so many things lately where A-list celebrities are acting and they show scenes where they're like on the toilet and Ron has a heart attack. He's like, they don't need to show people sitting on the toilet. You know, I don't get it. And I'm not talking like, you know, B-minus actors. These are like A-list people. And every time we see it, Ron has a heart attack. Why do they have to show us that?
2: No, I I happen to be a great fan. And I, what's her name? The redhead that I love? Julianne Moore? Julianne Moore. She's one of the ones who sits on the toilet. I I love Julianne Moore. No, I love her work. We were at the theater and we saw a movie. And she was sitting on the toilet and proceeded to get toilet paper and wipe herself and look at the toilet paper, throw it in the bowl, and get up. And I thought that was nauseating because that's not how I want to see Julianne Moore. No. Years, years and years and years ago, when I would talk about Marilyn Monroe to Jane Russell, I said, Why is it, Jane, that they made such a thing about Marilyn Monroe like she's not human? And James said, Ron, they would, people the audience wouldn't even believe that she peed because she was Marilyn Monroe. And, and legends don't do those sort of things. Yes and it's true nobody wants to see their favorite actor human we want to see acting we don't want to see reality to that extent right so your your show never ever was offensive to anyone it was a hundred percent pure joy beautiful to look at gorgeous women your eye makeup was stunning whoever did your eye makeup I mean, oh, they painted you. You did it? She did? Oh, wow. You did your own? Oh, no way.
0: Like, I always did, and I still do. You did that, all
2: those beautiful colors
0: and stuff? <laughs> I, I had a how-to makeup video out called The Eyes Have It.
2: Oh, my God. Everybody should get that. Your eyes are the most beautiful eyes on, on television.
0: Uh-huh. I mean, the
2: shadows and the way you did them. I always remarked about that when I saw your show.
0: No, I did it. You know, I, I really learned a lot from... Um, I do photo sessions for big magazines with really top-notch um, makeup artists from New York and I learned a lot from them and it, it just I never liked the way somebody else did my makeup like on set so oh, I agree but, with that yeah so <clears throat> I would have to go and wipe it off and then start all over again and it just took too much time so I just started doing it myself
2: no I was in a movie where I played a, a, a hoodlum a mafia guy And the makeup girl made me up, and I said, honey, I'm not in drag. I'm supposed to be a a mafia killer. I mean, mascara and shadow. I said, get this crap off my face. So I washed my face completely, slicked my hair back, and it looked wonderful on the set. So you have to do that. Jane Russell, again with Jane, when when Howard Hughes found her, they brought her into the studio. And three hours later, they gave her Joan Crawford's mouth, Betty Davis's eyes, all that stuff. Jane Russell said I was nineteen years old and I looked like a 40-year-old hooker. So I went into the bathroom, she said, and I washed my face off and then did my screen test and they loved it. So you see, sometimes what they do to the actor is not good. Yeah. Getting back to you and now personally, you're married, you got a boyfriend, you sing somebody. Got a super, uh, no, I wanna know I don't want you to answer. I enter. know, but you got a super handsome significant I owner. don't care. I <laughs> you have to answer that what are you Donna Mills <laughs> you wish you wish you were. I googled her no, to see what Donna, like <laughs> no I want Donna to answer not you big mouth
0: my significant other uh, and I are not married but okay. we've been together for 22 years good for so you sort of are um, you are married yeah and you know he's, he's, he's an actor He's an actor, but he's also, more than that now, he um, go, travels all over the world. He's right now in Taiwan, um, uh, giving seminars, like weekend-long seminars on creativity and self-expression. He's oh, that's He's a, like, a guru to a lot of people. People, he, he knows how to, there's a whole system of, of exercises and stuff that he does that opens people up and gets them to, to be more authentic and more who they really are and that. And people love him all over the world. He he works in Japan and Singapore and Germany and Dubai and well,
2: all over the so world. So you got a good looking one with brains.
0: Yeah. That's
2: awesome. very <laughs> Usually all the actors I know, the handsome ones, are so dumb, you don't even know how to tie their shoes. But... <laughs> So you're happy, 22 years, that's a marriage. And you know what, sometimes the license doesn't matter. Even though I married Jimmy legally, um, I, I'm, old, I'm Italian, you know, Brooklyn, old-fashioned thinking. And I didn't want to just live with him, because I have two daughters, and I wanted my daughters to know that marriage is important uh, enough for daddy to marry. Even though it's, it's weird that men marry men now, even I find it strange. But, <laughs> and and difficult... Cool. No, and difficult to understand, Donna. I really have difficulty with this. So but hang on, let me just... We'll I have time. to ask a one more. Do oh, okay. have children?
0: Ahead. Do I have children? Yes. I do. I have one, a daughter. She's 27.
2: Beautiful like you? Yes. Actress?
0: Um, no, she's a model. Wow. And uh, she works at uh, Soho House, Malibu.
1: Oh, cool. Oh, we
2: go there. Really? We went, we went there with Sue Wong. Do you know who Sue Wong is? You know um, Sue Wong?
1: Anyway, she's the like the she's, she's
2: my best friend. And yeah, we, we go to
1: Malibu at her house in Malibu all the time. All the time. <laughs> we, we were up there.
0: That's with really funny. She, she only started about maybe a month or so ago. She's in charge of all the... Oh, we went,
2: we went before Oh, good that. for her. Yeah, we haven't been lately. When we go up there with Sue, we'll definitely say hi. We know your mom.
0: Yeah. There
1: we go. I love it. So let's brag a little you guys. So you're an Emmy winner for being a special guest performer in a drama series on General Hospital, which we um we we know a whole bunch of. actually Tristan Rogers lives right down the street from us here. Uh, Sean Kane is a good friend of ours.
2: Sean and Michelle are our dearest of dearest friends. And so Sean Kane so, we love him. So
1: now how is it different doing a daytime soap from like an evening soap for you?
0: Oh god. <laughs> I really I, I can't even begin to tell you. Doing a soap these days, because I did soaps a long time ago. Right. Back in New York when I was first starting up. And it, it, it's always been a, a hard job as an actor, but not impossible. Now it's almost impossible. And I give the people that are on those shows all the time credit. I mean, they are amazing because they are doing at least two, sometimes three shows a day. There is no time for rehearsal. There is no time to, to work out scenes. There's, I mean, you get your script, you learn it, you do it. That's it. And a lot of times they don't even learn it. You know, they. they well,
2: that's do. because you're not watching Studio City, of
0: which <laughs> I am going to. You know,
2: Sean Kane and Michelle and I, we're, we're better than best friends, we're like family. Okay, and yeah. Sean and I really talk. I'm going to tell Sean to possibly call you. I think you'd do a wonderful two or three episodes on Studio City. Studio City, Michelle wrote it, his wife, and Sean Kanan stars in it. And it's a wonderful, wonderful, I will not call it a soap I, opera, I'll call it a continuano. But it's interesting. And I suggest that you watch it and see. And I definitely am gonna tell Sean Kanan to contact you to chat with you and see what they can do. I think you'd be perfect. It's called Studio City. It's on Amazon it's about, Prime. It's about an actor who was gorgeous when he was young, but now he's aging and he's losing his fans. And his producer is an evil bitch who I love and adore. You'll know
1: everybody in it. You'll the, know the, all the yeah.
2: actress that plays the the, the producer is one Patrick Darbo's in it. you'll know everybody, everybody in that and, in bet, uh, and, and she is so mean to him she tells him listen Buster, your day is over nobody wants you anymore you're a hat. it's really great no it's a great story and it won at best mm-hmm. it
1: won it will just won an emmy for best show right
2: so i would love to see you, know, you on that show where, huh? where is it where is it it's, it's on it. amazon prime amazon prime you have to pay for it i think it's 3 399 a, a show each show was what you have to do you have to tell these dummy. that your show, if it's three ninety nine, you do six episodes at three ninety nine a show, times three or four million
0: people. Come
2: on,
1: Caroline Hennessy plays the. Caroline Hennessy, who I
2: love to death
1: as yeah, a person. I have, I, know.
0: Uh, I have, Amazon Prime anyway. I mean, I just yeah, have you can watch. watch yeah, you it. should watch
1: it. It's a lot of
0: fun.
2: But Caroline, I adore her in person. What? Caroline is a, is a twit. I love her. No. So she's she's a little edgy and bitchy in person, but sweetly. And I love her. It's a great show and I would love to see you on it. So I'm going to brag a little more. All right. So you guys, here's some of the things that you've seen Donna
1: Mills and besides what we've already talked about. Um, she was on every major show of like the 80s and the 90s. Uh, um, Nip Tuck, The Love Boat, Fantasy Island. Those were like my shows growing up. Yeah. Chips, Police Woman Swat, Barnaby Jones, uh, Cannon Y five O Police Story McMillan, and Y Ron was on a bunch of those. The rookies, Gunsmoke. Uh, then she had a cameo in Sharknado four. Everybody bringing it up current, which I think. Uh, I what
0: Sharknado, so happy.
1: Did you? Was that
0: fun though, being in Sharknado? Because that's such a cult classic. I know. Did you it, work? It was fun. It really was. I mean, they you know they're they're crazy bunch that are making it and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of
2: fun. When you did MacMillan, did you work with Rock? Which? MacMillan and wife. Did you work with Rock Roy Rock Hudson?
0: No.
2: I, I was I was in one of his scenes. I was lucky. <laughs> and he was six foot four, magnificent. And what was most beautiful about him is when he spoke, he had this baritone voice. He was such a handsome guy, and his sweetie pie, so nice. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. no, I never I never even met him. You know, well, he was Ava somebody to me. We were lucky enough to have Ava Gardner. Um,
2: oh, I never met her. I would have loved to interview her. She would have been a real pistol.
0: Yeah.
2: Wow, Ava Gardner. Oh, yeah, she was real broad. Oh yeah, she's a broad, hard drinking, tough, dirty mouth. My kind of broad. My <laughs> kind of a Brooklyn type. But yeah. no, I I knew of Ava, but I never met her. I yeah. met most of my people through Jane Russell. Jane Russell was good friends with Esther Williams and Terry Moore and all those actresses who I became friends with, those that are still alive, I'm still friends with. And that was a time when Hollywood was wonderful, which is segueing me to the question I'm gonna ask you now. Do you prefer Hollywood today or Hollywood of yesteryear?
0: Oh,
2: yesteryear. Why is it? Give me reasons why, Donna. When
0: when I was (laughs) doing Knott's Landing, and stuff like that, Um, because those shows like Knott's Landing got audiences of 70, 80 million a night. Now shows are lucky if they get a million because there's so much diversity and there's so, I don't mean diversity. Racial, no, I mean diversity. no, no, I know
2: diversity and differences. Uh, so many different shows
0: and sure. so many at platforms. No,
2: the diversity
0: no, plays. So gets that kind of, so the people, the actors that are coming out of their, those shows for the most part, don't become household names the way we did off of Knots Landing and Dynasty and shows like that. Um, and I don't, it, it's it just seems to be all moving too fast you know i i mean i think even for the audience i think the audience is like whoa there's so many things to watch i don't you know rather than kind of latching on to something and you know being excited about seeing it. what do you think
2: about the stinky writing I think the writing stinks <laughs> a lot of it does a lot of it's, some of it's
0: really really great but a lot of it's not
2: i think the shows that had good writing failed the shows that have nothing but blood gut sex killing vulgarity succeed so my thought is that listen we're the number one web show in the world in case you didn't know We we have we were emmy nominated no really you know why with you we're being gentlemen But if you ever watch our other shows, I could be the most vulgar person in the world. And the things I come out with people are shocked by, and that's why we're successful. Because we are this show that's outrageous.
1: Also the fact that he's like the grandfather that everybody wished they had because of the things he says. And also,
2: I just think of you as such a lady, I would never, never, not that I don't think of our other women as ladies, (laughs) I do, but they're like more broads. You're kind of like, you're a waspy chick, right? (laughs)
0: <laughs> so I'm from the Midwest, you know. So. But you're like, you're like, I you're have to say like it's such print. a
1: compliment, though, because in our we've been on the air for 14 years, mm-hmm. and um, probably like there's been like five people where he he stays in good behavior, and one of them was Morgan Fairchild. We had oh, I Fairchild love Morgan. On COVID. Morgan
2: is the best. Right. It's you know just, Morgan uh, of and course. you're like
1: kind of like a, a Morgan Fairchild you oh, know everybody Morgan was the best. everybody knows you guys and you guys are from a, a different area. so happy
2: wait, to see Adrian you yeah. Adrian Oh uh, yeah we had Adrian Barbo Adrian Barbeau was wonderful we've had some big stars on our yeah. show i forgot all the other ones but Morgan,
0: <clears throat> Morgan Fairchild and I did a bunch of Bob Hope specials together and there's one in particular that i remember where she and i were in bed with Bob Hope. I was old <laughs> Collins and she was playing Linda Evans. <laughs> <laughs> playing. I would love to see it that. Was, it was very funny.
1: That's hysterical. So, yeah. so then That's you're funny. you're working a, you're working a lot now. I mean, I went on your IMDb. It's funny because we have we, we have Hulu, Apple TV, Netflix, Tubi. So all the time, like, we'll see somebody in a show and Ronald say, oh, you haven't seen anything from that person lately. And I look on their IMDb and I'm like, oh, my God, they're like, you know, they're doing uh, they've done a million. They've done 50 movies in the last 10 years. You and just don't also, see it because there's so many ways,
2: places to see things. I want to brag about Jimmy. My Jimmy what? is a producer and he's got about eight major films going right now. And I wouldn't be shocked if Jimmy doesn't oh, no, i yeah, I'm
1: already. I'm already working on it.
2: You're working on it. To be are to
1: being cast, in, I a, had to see, I cast had, in one of his films. I wanted to see, see how beautiful you look. And you, you you don't even look a day older than you did. No, back she not She, she, Landing, she, she looks, looks the same. Did but you hold do, on. Wait,
2: wait. A lot of work? Did you do wrestling and all that crap? <laughs> I don't have anything in my face. Look at me. Yeah. Not bad for 82, right? No.
0: No. I. You know what? I have, like a few little lines above my lips.
3: You smoke and
0: I I don't like them, but I like them better than looking like a duck.
1: Oh, oh no, right. I think that you're oh. fabulous. Right? Yeah, oh, I, yeah, know, yeah, yeah.
0: How, how many times have you seen ladies, you know, who do put too much stuff in here? Oh, and... they
3: look
2: like Joan Rivers used to look. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Joan. And I knew Joan well. I knew Joan for 30-something years. I met Joan in the Greenwich Village in the 60s, when she was a homely woman with a big nose, but oh yeah, she had a huge hooked nose and she was homely with bad crooked teeth and really unsightly. And she was the funniest lady in the world. And then I lost track of her, of course. And as the years went on, I saw this other person who was not never Joan Rivers anymore. She, was not, she looked lovely, but she looked like a, a doll, like a fake rubber doll.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's
2: awful when women do that. To Actually, reference. though,
1: because I, I I have a whole bunch of Christmas movies that I'm like working on, and I noticed that you've done several Christmas movies over the last couple of years. One of them, uh, Beauty and the Beast Christmas. Um, you were in Joy, you guys. Remember that movie, Joy? I I have to go back and watch it, because I didn't pay attention to see you in it. But you guys, that was with Jennifer Lawrence and Robert De Niro. I love Cooper, Jennifer Lawrence. Diane oh. Ladd, Virginia Madsen, oh. Donna Mills, and Isabella Russelini. Oh, I mean, my that, like, God. they are all my
0: favorite people. <laughs> I was in the, in, the, in the soap opera. Remember the mother used to watch soap operas yes. at the time and she kind of started living in the soap opera? And that, that I was in the soap opera. I have to
1: like go. You now worked to go with see it four
0: again.
2: of my most favorite actresses. Isabella Rossellini, I adore. He loves Virginia Jennifer Madsen. Lawrence, I'm crazy about. was oh, the other one? Virginia oh, Madsen. Virginia Madsen. My God, I had a crush on her when, yep. when I was 25 yep. or something. Diane really And Diane really Ladd, I love yes. Diane.
0: That was a really fun movie to do. And David O'Reilly Wow, a divine director. <clears throat> I loved him.
1: So then you just did a movie, and I don't know. So you probably can't even talk about it, but I want to tell everybody because it's it's called Nope, and the reason I'm bringing it up is because it's a Jordan Peele film, who's probably arguably you know one of the, the hottest directors in Hollywood at this exact moment right now. He's one of the biggest directors in Hollywood, and it's funny because Alex Hyde White is in it. And he's he's a good friend of mine, oh. known him for known him for years. Kiki Palmer, Stephen Yeun, you guys, that's the guy from uh, The Walking Dead. Daniel Kaluuya, which I, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, Keith David, I mean, it has an all-star, great cast, and yeah. and it, and you know that it's going to get a major release if Jordan Peele did it, so everybody's going to see you.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's his first movie on his big Universal deal. He made oh. a very big deal with Universal. He's divine, too. He's a just a wonderful guy, and it, it was really, really fun. I said, you know you're on a big production when the horse has a stunt double. (laughs) (laughs) The horse had a stunt double. (laughs) That's true. But, you know, you brought up
2: the word diversity. And, yes, I agree with you. We're not having real diversity because if we did, they would be hiring more 50 and over actors and actresses in film today. There's still that little bit of prejudice or whatever you want to call it Ageism. Well, Ageism. I was at a a cocktail party years ago. A very in Beverly Hills, a very famous producer, I won't give his name, was talking to another producer, and I was standing there just listening. And he said, Look at Debbie Reynolds. And the other one said, That old douchebag. And I almost fell to the floor. Debbie Reynolds, who I know or knew, I knew Debbie. You want to talk about Joan Rivers and Debbie Reynolds? I was in a car with the two of them. (laughs) I wish I had a camera. (laughs) The language and the carrying on, those two dishing each other, I was peeing myself. She was hilarious. Anyway, (laughs) Hollywood has got to get over this. It's young only. Because today we have more senior citizens on the planet than ever before. Our largest audiences are people who are at home. Senior citizens don't go out to dinner or dancing much anymore. They sit at home and watch TV. So it's about time that we start to bring to them the stars that they knew and loved while they were growing older.
0: I think that is happening to some extent.
1: It's starting to, yes.
0: You know, Jane Fonda's show. Wonderful. uh, Right. Uh, uh, Michael um, Douglas' Michael Douglas's show. There, there, there are some more than there used to be. Yes. You know, the movie industry and the TV industry is always going to be about younger people because they are delicious to watch on screen, you know, and even older people like to watch those young, beautiful faces on screen. So that's always, I think it's always going to be that way. But I think they are giving more uh, attention to older stories now.
2: Yes. And older love stories.
0: I I just just read
1: that the book club is going to come out in a sequel. Like they're making another book club. And that was basically basically for an older generation. I mean, 75
2: and 80-year-old people do fall in love. They do kiss and they do make love. So if all of you young people out there that think when you're 80, it's over. Uh-uh. Maybe when you're 80, it has just begun. Because I'm 82 and I'm still out there running like a 20-year-old. <laughs> now, I want to bring something else. Do Sean- me. Yes. i me? Yes. I run with him, so it's okay. okay. Donna, okay. Donna. I would sit home every Wait. night. He's the one who has to go out. I on, have to ask Donna this question, and I want an honest answer. Sean Kanin said to me a couple of months ago, would you believe they just handed me 42 pages and I have to do it without a rehearsal. And I said, Sean, I would quit the job. I, no way could I remember 42 pages and no rehearsal and you're gonna shoot it in a minute? He said, yeah, they're crazy. How do you feel about being thrown 42 pages and no rehearsal?
0: Well, that's the reason I left General <laughs> Hospital. You know, I, I, I love the people. I love Frank Valentini, the producer. I, I loved all the other actors. But they would hand you, you know. I uh, Thank God, I never got forty-two. But you know, <laughs> thirty pages, thirty pages in one night that you that you're supposed to learn, and it was just so hard. You were always flying by the seat of your pants, <sighs> and I kept leaving the studio, driving home, going, "What did I just do? I don't even know if I did my job." It was frantic you know, and, and I didn't like that. I liked, you know, at the end of the day, going home and saying, yeah, I nailed that, you know, but I could never do that there. So uh, I, I, think it's, I think it's wrong, but it's the economics of what those shows are right now. Right. So yeah, yes. I,
2: I, I've been invited, I won't mention the name of the show, but I've been invited on a soap opera to play uh, the father of someone. And um, even though it's taped, they don't play around. You don't know your lines. They kick you right out of the studio. So when I was younger, I could do lines. Now, at this age, I don't do lines anymore. I once said to Jane Russell, why don't you go back to work? She said, Ron, I can't remember lines, which is happening at most people my age. But we have learned to put an earplug in. Lainey Kazan has used it. Uh, Brad Pitt uses it. In his it. last oh, movie, he put an earplug in. I Brad, put an earplug Oh, I loved it? it. I loved it. I loved the earplug, Donna.
0: Oh, how was it. What? The ear, Brad Pitt uses the ear thing? Yeah,
2: and, 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 and the do. other one, Johnny Depp, because Johnny Depp... Yeah, Johnny Depp he doesn't like, Robert De Niro uses Yeah, lines. Johnny Depp doesn't like to learn lines, so they put a plug in. Uh, Robert De Niro uses a plug because he can't remember Hang on, so wait, Do you remember
1: lines then? You you don't have too much
0: problem on Well, not
1: 30 pages in a night, but...
0: Right, yeah, no, that is, that's beyond. Yes, I, I still learn lines. As a matter of fact, about two... You know, the COVID year, you can't maybe three years ago I did Driving Miss Daisy on stage oh, wow. wow Wow! that's hard so then you gotta learn the lines there oh. and I, I did when I did it I hadn't done anything on the stage in quite a long time and uh, I kind of did it just to see if I could and I did and I loved it I loved it because I got to the point in doing the show where I was living on that stage
1: oh
2: absolutely I, I I love stage too, but I don't accept. I mean, a friend of mine, I won't mention his name either, but he's offered me something to do in Hollywood, a quick review thing. And I had a decline. I said, baby, mm-mm. I couldn't remember those lines because it was a two man play, two character. And yeah, that's a many, lot of lines. lines.
0: Well, okay. That, Daisy was hard. That's three characters, you know. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's it was tough, hard, but, but not I, easy. I loved it. It was, it was wonderful to do. You know, I take all kinds of, you know, algae brain things that I love. Well, they must work.
2: Yeah, but you're not my age. When you get to be eighty-two, then we'll have a conversation.
0: Honey, but I'm eighty-one.
2: I didn't know if you were going to tell people that she, or if you want. She's eighty-one. Your, a- excuse, 81. My, excuse my Brooklynism,
1: but your ass is eighty-one. No, she's eighty-one. I knew it already because I looked it up. But I, I didn't I'm, I'm, going, say anything. I'm, going, I'm
2: going to commit suicide. <laughs> Anna, you are 81 years old. Yeah, she's 81. Are you kidding me? I okay, swear, below, no. I'm not he lying. I am not being a phony. I'm not lying. He
1: had no idea because I didn't tell you him. Know, I
2: don't do math well. I, I'm very bad at numbers. I, I, seriously, I'm dyslexic. I thought you were maybe 65, 67, looking good. You're 81. You're an old broad like me. Yeah. You're 81. You well, you're wild. not an old broad. No, but. <laughs> Spellbound, God, you, you are Good for absolutely you. gorgeous, magnificent, beautiful beyond belief. Eighty-one. When he thought you were cool.
1: sixty-five, he thought
2: you were amazing. So now you just broken the status. Kudos to you. <laughs> kudos, you. kudos to you. And Thank all you, you. women out there who are eighty-one and look like crap, take a look at Donna Mills. You can do it too. <laughs> well,
0: what what? Oh God, I Hang on, I, I better say. I can't. So, I'd like to be an inspiration. I'd like to to. You to are. Be an you are show women that you don't have to be old at 81 you know that that if you stay in shape and you never like leave your physical exercise routines and stuff like that if you keep it up all your life you'll stay young god willing if you if you keep your health Healthy, um, yeah. that, and, and and you can be as active and as happy and as involved At 81, as you were at 50, you
2: know, 30, doesn't matter. Absolutely. And you're working a lot it's all about positive thinking. The minute you let negativity come into your brain, you're gone. You're finished. It's over. I can't walk. I don't feel good. I don't see good. I can't remember. I can't eat. I can't pee. I can't this. I can't that. No, don't do that stuff. I get up at four in the morning. I'm at the studio at six. I'm in makeup at 8. I'm on the set, It whatever, the set up, the goddamn thing, which takes 50 hours. <laughs> but anyway, I work a full day. I work a 12-hour day sometimes and maybe longer. And then we drive back to Palm Springs, a two-hour drive. And I'm doing this now. I'm shooting in July, another movie. So I don't give up. People say me, Ron, where do you get your energy from? I said, I've never lost it. I don't get it from anywhere. It's been in me all my life. Yeah. And that's with you. And it shows me, yeah. fa- I can't believe you're 81. You must have had major surgery. Jesus. <laughs> she just told you no. No, no, she had to be under the knife for 10 days or something to yeah. look that good. I mean, yeah. you really look, I'm freaking out. I swear to you, I'm flawed. But you know what? When Hang I, on, so I'm gonna wait, you wait, you I want to ask you When I watched your show, I was in my 30s. So, yeah, we would be the same age. Yeah. So, wow. so. Yeah, 40 years ago. Donna. Yeah, when you're in Palm Springs working, if you don't come to our house for dinner, I will never speak to you again. <laughs> because I cook Italian, you'll love it. I'll have some other soapies over, all our neighbors. Judith Chapman is here, and Tristan Rogers, and Sean Canyon, and the list goes on and on. All yeah. soapies. And we can have a good time. I will have a food. dinner party.
0: A good Italian meal? Woo!
2: Yes. Yeah, and and I cook good Italian food. So hold on, we've got four minutes. Uh, so anyway, I Wait, wanna... you come to Palm Springs a lot, right?
0: I do actually. I always come for the tennis tournament for Indian okay. Wells, you know, because yes. I, right, 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 like, right. I play tennis like four and five times a week.
1: Oh, do you really? That's awesome. I was a I played for the University, University of Florida. So like I played through college, but then I stopped and now I, I just had a knee replacement. So now so I'm wait still a a, you, back You're still it. playing tennis. Yes. Oh.
2: See that everybody out there, eighty one playing tennis. Yep. So so here's the question
1: I like to ask all she the actors and actresses that come on the show. Um, bucket list, because you've already worked with everybody. Bucket list, male and female actor and actress that you have not worked with that you think would be fun to work with. And then the second part of the question is, if you could have been in any movie ever made in history, what movie would you have liked to have been in? Oh,
0: God. Whoa. <laughs> First of all, the actors. I I would give anything to work with Meryl Streep. Oh, okay. A lot
2: of people say that.
0: Anything, I mean, she to me is a goddess. Um, guy, 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 uh, boy. I, that's that's hard. I don't. I did well. I'd I'd say Robert De Niro, although I did work with him. Yeah, you
1: did work with you him, do. or at least
0: yeah. you're in a movie with him. Yes, right. uh, you know, we we said hello one day. Yes, right? Unless, like, <laughs> we didn't really have, we didn't have a scene together or anything like that. I, I would I would love. To, to work with him. Okay, and what
1: movie would you have liked to have been
0: in? Oh boy, that's a really cool movie. <laughs> It could, it could, be, an love, love, could like be a costume drama. It could let's be, be It could be a
2: classic movie from let's the say, 40s.
0: Let's say Gone with the Wind.
2: There you go. You would have been a good Melanie. How do you, how do, you do South? Can you do Southern?
0: I can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you could have been. You could have been. Um, I, I'm kind of good
2: at Southern, actually. Actually, you could have played the lead, the Vivian Lee part. I Melanie, like love it. Melanie, you're not. You're too tough for Melanie. Just too, too aggressive for Melanie. Melanie was like a backward retard. The character was so sweet it could vomit. but um, it worked. She got an Academy Award for it. Yeah, <laughs> I like love it. So, everybody... how do you feel about the Academy Award? We got to go because we got too many. Oh,
1: minutes one left. last question. Okay,
2: last question. Do you want one? Do you do want I one?
0: about the Academy Awards?
2: Would you want one? Do you want one? you got an Emmy.
0: Of course, I want one. <laughs> okay. Of course, yes. You know whether or not that'll happen. I, I felt like this year's award ceremony was ruined. Yeah. Um, yes. It was terrible. Very very. But pre- but I didn't really like the 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 award ceremonies and stuff like that, and I you know it's it's the act you know it's a lot of actors and. I think it's fun. And I, I, I'm i sorry to hear that it's not very popular anymore.
2: No, it's not.
0: So
1: everybody, this is Donna Mills. You can follow her on Instagram. She's the Donna Mills on Instagram. Check out, uh, actually, we can't see Knox Landing anymore, though, right? Nobody streams it anywhere. Yeah. So we and have that's to watch a shame, that. You guys tweet to Warner
2: Brothers. <laughs> you know, if you want to hear oh, If you, you want to see a good story with good actors in a beautiful setting, bring it back. I mean, we, you know, there are a lot of revivals that really aren't good, but not. To, I mean, I would love to see Dynasty brought back. Joe like Collins. I mean, Joe Collins would be a pitch on wheels now at her age. Yeah. I mean, you got like another, another beauty. I think she's eighty-eight years old or something. Oh, she would be wonderful to see. Oh, absolutely. She's a hell of a woman. I, I love her. So Donna,
1: congratulations on a wonderful career. Thank um, you. If Thank you ever you have anything to promote, here. please let us know. We'll bring you back on anytime. We would love to have you back. Thank we you. think you're Thank fabulous. You. Thank you so much. And congratulations on all your success. Lovely,
2: lovely to look at guests, lovely, lovely to hear guests, and lovely, lovely to get to know guests. You are so welcome to come back on our show whenever you like. And please, seriously, contact us when you get to Palm Springs.
0: And I'm looking forward to my Italian dinner. Absolutely, and I'm
2: serious.
1: I'm going to do it. You think I'm kidding? No, we always do it. Well, that's well. Everybody who comes on our show and, when
2: and I come to get a nice, comes over. I get a good gang of actors here. We all have. We put music on. We dance. We drink. We act stupid. We have a good time. I really like kids. Like they're all older, like me, and younger, little younger. But we have a good time. We're like teenagers at a at a hop. Oh, anyway, thank you so much, Donna. That's Donna Mills, everybody. Hi, Donna. Take care. I love you. You're as sweet as pie. Bye-bye. And as beautiful as they come. I adore her. She's wonderful. Can you imagine? 81. I knew she was 81. Oh, no. I didn't know she was 81. You know, I stink. I stink at math. I mean, of course she had to be because we were the same age when she did Knox Landing. God, is she gorgeous. Oh, what a beautiful girl. So, hopefully, everybody in the chat room, you guys liked
1: it too. She was fabulous. And now we're going to bring on our next guest. Da, 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 da. Hopefully these cameras come Nothing on. Nothing like
2: the actors of, of yesteryear. They have such style. They know how to do an interview. They're just wonderful to work with.
1: Hey, Gary, your camera's not on. It's all black.
4: <laughs> I'm trying to There we go. How's that? There we go. There we go.
1: Yay. Hey, how you doing?
4: I'm doing good. Great, guys. Thank you for having me.
1: So how do I... How do, is it Levitt? How do I pronounce it correctly?
4: That is correct. The original pronunciation was Levitt. But over the years, the English translation is Levitt. All right,
1: everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, impressionist actor, writer, producer, and director Gary Levitt. Hello, and welcome to the show.
4: Well, oh, thank you for having me, guys.
1: So let me introduce you to my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell.
2: Hi, this is me. Uh... From how do you, I am dying. Look. <laughs> <laughs> She's so gorgeous, Bettina Mills. Oh my, she not beautiful. Yes, she
4: is. She uh, certainly uh, is. i back to follow.
2: 81 years old. She's my, that old? 81. She's she gorgeous. Looks
4: great. She looks great. Great.
2: You look good too. You reminded me of, of a very good friend of ours. Yeah.
4: Oh. Oh. You
2: know, Ron's a lover who died. He, he's, he's alive, the love of oh, her. yeah, yeah. I forgot, yes, he look, forgot yeah, she his name does. Just my, my age, you know what? I'm like my mother. My mother used to look at me when she was mad and say, Which one of you? What's your name again? <laughs> <laughs> did your mother do that to you? Oh, I uh, uh, still so we... did your mother do that to you? What's my she... mother
4: does it all the time.
2: Oh, she <laughs> still does it. What's which one of you? What's your name?
4: She'll, she'll call me the dog's name. <laughs> <laughs> You got you like a, four, four boys in my uh, my family. I have three brothers and the dog. And I can which, get called which one, one of you? One which, 20, which one are you?
2: Which one are
1: you? I'm
4: number three. I'm
1: number three. <laughs> so hold on, Gary. We have a, a chat room full of people. So say hi to everybody in the chat room.
4: Hi everybody.
1: There you go. And you guys, Gary is the host of Gary Levitt and Friends on 95.9 WATD. He's also the Wizard of Stars. Oh, uh, he I does like voices. That. He does. Wizard of he, stars. He does a, thousands of voices, celebrity voices, which I have his demo, like a demo, really. Did, and we're gonna play it for everybody in a
4: minute. Cary Grant. Excellent. Thank you.
1: Yeah, we're gonna play yeah. it in a second. I don't know if he does. He does like I don't know if he. Cary actually, Grant. Come I don't on, like do, Let's do, do Cary, Grant? Cary Grant.
4: How about how about uh, George Lindsey Pyle doing Cary Grant? <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> you remember, George, you remember that episode of Annie Griffith? I I, no. I don't.
1: Now that's funny. I don't actually know. We're going to play it for him in a minute anyway. Oh, I actually yeah. went. You guys' website is garylevitt.com. I actually uh, uh, went on your website because you have like the pictures of all the different celebrities you've like met and worked with and hang out with. And, and I picked out a few just because like we know them all. Uh, Joey Fatone, who's been on the show, Tiffany. Frank Vincent, uh, I used to work with him a lot in Fort Lauderdale on a bunch of different movies. Brian Dennehy, Dean Kane, which we went to an event with not too long ago. And Corey, Haim, such a nice guy. And Corey Haim was actually a really good, good friend of mine. Like, uh, uh, I still talk to his mom around, his, around the anniversary of his death all, every year. And uh, so you've actually been, done some really cool stuff. So tell us a little bit about you real quick.
4: Yeah, sure. I got my start in show business or entertainment back in the third grade of school living in Portland, Maine. I'd go into the teacher's rooms and I would actually do voice impersonations of so the likes of John Wayne, Dean Martin, and Jimmy Stewart. And there was a legendary Boston Celtic play-by-play announcer by the name of Johnny Most up here in New England. And they used to say he smoked a carton of cigarettes a day. And that was one of the first voices that got me into radio, but it followed suit with doing more and more impersonations. I actually played the part of Bozo the Clown for the Fox affiliate up here in New England. <laughs> He was Bozo the Clown. True story. And I've done lots of radio. I've created a couple of animations that could see the light of day by the end of this year. I think they truly will. And I've written a children's book. It's called Charlie Horse. And one of those animations is going to be Charlie Horse. It's about uh, a a disabled horse who injures one of his legs, saving a baby bear from a forest fire. Uh And it's all about anti-bully, as well as overcoming a disability, teamwork, Compassion, wisdom, so on and so forth, but that's that's one of the animations, and the other one is geared towards a Fox TV, or I don't want to say an adult audience because I don't want anybody to misconceive what it is. Similar to what The Simpsons or what Family Guy is humor-wise.
1: Yes, I love. I actually love uh, The Sounds Simpsons was a big me. deal. So we're
2: so that you're doing those things. They're important for kids to learn. So I, we're gonna what we're gonna do real
1: quick. One, um, do you have the uh, the Gary levin voices? They like they're gonna play it for us and uh, uh for okay. everybody to hear and then we can come back and talk and we can hear some of the voices that you do i've actually listened to it uh, i don't remember everybody's in it though so so one you got that ready go ahead everybody this is uh, gary levitt's voices demo here it is
4: my name is gary levitt i'm known as the wizard of stars for being able to impersonate thousands of voices and here's my little kid voice hi everybody my name's gary i hope you enjoy the tape Hey, hey, hey! Oh, boy! It's Krusty the Clown. <laughs> Smithers, who is it, villian fellow? Ah, uh, gee, Mr. Burns, that's Homer Simpson. <laughs> oh, Marge, I want to look at your goodies. Not in front of the kids, homie. Hi, hey, caramba! <laughs> How would you like a lollipop, Lisa Simpson? Yes, Homer Simpson. He stole, he slept on the job, and he was rude to my customers. Still, we loved him. Come again. Whoa, little Bart Simpson dude, hop onto the magic bus. Bart Simpson, eat my shorts. Hey, Mr. Krab, how about a Krabby Patty? Oh, great. It's SpongeBob with his buddy Patrick. Okay, SpongeBob. Me need me money, boys. I need the Krabby Patty secret formula. Mayor Adam West? My dad, you're a bully, and you're always picking on me. Hey, hey, Lois, remember the time that we, uh... Peter, nah. That's unbelievable. And not not one of them sounds alike. Oh, I appreciate that, And, and that's a key with voices i try to stay away from any that might sound alike no. and the other thing is i try not to do a voice that's anything less than an eight and a half or less than a nine because if i'm doing that people are going to remember that voice they're going to say oh all the voices were great except for that one and then they're going to focus on that one and i know there's plenty of great voice impressions out there but i think what they forget is just stick with your real good ones as opposed to loading up with ones that are just okay
1: I loved all the Simpsons ones because I knew who all the characters were, so I knew who they were. Um, the SpongeBob stuff because I don't watch SpongeBob. So so you do a lot of kid ones, but you also do um, like all different, like adult kind too. Like what does Bozo the Clown sound like? I don't even know what Bozo is. He became. did Bozo. <clears throat> that, was that the beginning? No,
4: that that was Krusty that you heard. That's yeah, I heard it. Krusty. Oh, right.
1: Krusty I know. Yeah. Krusty, I thought
4: that was Bozo. But over the years, Bozo's voice from the guys that originally that did it It was more of a Ronnie Reagan-type voice. But then I changed it because the people at Fox Affiliate up in Providence, they said, make it more kid-friendly. We know you can do voices, so make it more kid-friendly. So my Bozo the Clown voice was something like this. Howdy, everybody. It's your old pal Bozo. And just remember what your old pal Bozo always says. Just keep laughing. (laughs) I'll see you around like a donut. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I'm like a donut.
4: Now you live in Provincetown. Uh, I actually live in a place called Woburn, Massachusetts. Woburn I is known that. for its toxic water over the years. Of course, the movie *Civil Action*, which starred John Travolta and Robert Duvall. I don't know if oh, you that Oh yeah, we, we that. saw that. Yes, I yeah, did see that. That's love, the city I live in. <laughs>
2: I love Provincetown. I used to go there many, many, many years ago for Christmas in July. They really? Used to, they used to do that back in the nineteen early nineteen sixties. Wow. And Provincetown then was a quaint little fisherman's village. Now I understand it's a metropolis. You know, it's gotten, it's lost its little charm. Is that true?
4: Well, it's uh, it's definitely a vacation tourist attraction. There's no doubt oh. about it. A lot of people yeah. go there.
2: Yeah. I mean, we used to go to the Mad Hatter, and we'd get these crazy hats and wear them with water faucets on them and nutty stuff. It was a lot yeah. of fun. But I loved, a yep. uh, sandwich was beautiful. Yeah, sandwich I is loved, great. But the yep. lighthouse out there we used to go to see it was a very famous landmark. It's so beautiful up there. In the summer, of course, the winter.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's desolate during the winter, but Cape Cod during the summer, there's nothing like it.
2: It's beautiful. I don't it's think really, I've ever been there. Well, when we go east, I'll take you up there. Cape Cod is, is it's it's just, it's all, it's I can't explain it. It's all watery and beautiful. The waters are very cold, though, for swimming. But uh, it's beaches and little adorable houses and little, is that restaurant still there that was buried half under the sand and they had a beer thing on Sundays where everybody would sing? it <laughs> you know, it was huge and half of it was under the dunes and the other part was wood, all beams. And you'd go in and you'd sit on wooden beam tables and it was a beer thing, you'd shake your glass and, and they would sing songs, all the guys and girls. It was wonderful. But this is like 50 years ago. <laughs>
4: Like, I was going to say, Ron, you seem like you'd be more like a Hampton Beach guy, which is up in New Hampshire. And, and Hampton Beach was known for the guys coming down from Canada, wearing the old Speedo bathing suits and uh, dropping a baked potato down the front end.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, but Prov- Provincetown was very gay when I went there. Yeah,
4: um, Provincetown is great. Gay. Actually, Marvin Hagel, one of the greatest middleweight boxers of all time, if not the best, he trained in Provincetown for years.
2: I was walking on one of those little narrow streets with my friend Tommy and a 59 Impala convertible came by with four guys in it, and they grabbed us by the wrist and they pulled us into the car and they took us down to the beach to a barbecue. That's the kind of fun we used to have back in those days. It wasn't an angry world and it was a happy, fun world. I wish it was. was I I, I miss it. Yeah, I miss it. You know, it was innocent. That was what we were. We were innocent.
1: So wait, go back to the, I want to go back to the voices thing. Cause that seems to be a, a really big thing. And, and so how long does it take? Like if, if you watched a, like a, a, some show came on TV and there was a new character or whatever that was on it, and you wanted to learn it. Like how long does it take you to actually learn a character?
4: It, it's kind of funny. It's a great question, Jimmy. I would say depending on the voice, sometimes I can pick it up right away and sometimes it takes forever to do it. Like, I'll give you one voice that I didn't get down until it was way after the fact. George W. Bush. I never really had his voice down until he was done being president, which I never really tried to go after it. Uh, but today there's really not a voice that if like for your voices, I could listen to you guys, and I think if I hung out with you for a half hour like we're doing now, I might have your voice down pretty good. But some I can get instantly, some it takes a while, and like I told you earlier. If I don't get it to the point where I think it's any good, I'm not going to do it. I don't want to give you something that I think that's any less than good.
2: Gary, if you imitate my voice, it's worth a fortune. I'm only (laughs) hired because of my antique Brooklyn accent. When they do New York Brooklyn today, it's so phony. Mine is real. So they hire me deliberately to play mafia Brooklyn tough guys because of my accent. And it's a real accent. It's not, you know, the, the put-on that the, some of the actors do, it sounds so corny and terrible.
4: You would have been great in A Bronx Tale.
2: I would have been oh, great. he would have loved it. Yeah, that, 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 I love the movie in you know, that yeah. movie. But I've been in some pretty good films where, uh, un, unlike you, it's difficult to learn a voice because you have nothing to reference to except the voice. When an actor gets a, ca- a script, he creates that character. And we have it in writing because the dialogue gives us what the character is doing. So it's much easier as an actor to act than a voiceover guy to do what you do. It's difficult what you do.
4: Well, thank you. I appreciate (laughs) that. You know, I, I think back and I hear sometimes when I haven't been able to pick up a voice real quick, I'll listen to an impersonator do it. I'll watch what he's doing with his mouth and where he's positioning his tongue or his lips or his teeth. And like, For instance, i give you Al Pacino. Al Pacino at one time, I was not really that good at it. And I'm being honest, I would have rated it maybe like a five or a six. But today I give, and I'm not bragging, but I say it's pretty darn close to a 10 on the Al Pacino. But it depends on which Al Pacino you're looking for from which movie. So I'll give you a little bit of an example from Sin of a Woman and then also Scarface, if you don't mind.
0: So I just kind of
4: give your listeners and your viewers a little... Sample of what happens with the voices that I do. So Al Pacino, okay, from Son of a Woman. How you doing? Kind of Frank Slater here. This is my boy Charlie. Charlie's the only class of this act ass here. <laughs> well, that's so,
0: so, that's
4: so good. good. That is so good, son that, of a that, woman. That, that's more than a ton. That's that is Scarface. And people forgetting Scarface, I so don't know. Here's here's my issues with Pacino and Scarface. If you really pay attention to him, really pay attention, he comes out of character. The voice, he comes out of that Tony Montana. Not once, not twice, probably at least a dozen times that the voice comes out of the Montana type voice, and then he goes back into it. You you have to be like a real student of the the voice impersonations. But the final scene, when he's got the mountain of cocaine on the desk. (laughs) And he knows they're coming from. I don't want to swear on your show. so You I'll can swear. You, you can swear. You can swear. It's okay. <laughs> Are you sure? Because I don't want to offend anybody. No, that's fine. Don't worry. We swear okay, all so oh, 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 the time. Okay, so this is the
2: end. Our oh, 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 viewers love it.
4: <laughs> okay, so the end scene of Scarface. He's going, and he's, and he's putting the guns together. And he's pushing the cake, uh, the Coke to the, not the cake, but the Coke. Well, cake for him, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. You want to mess with me? Okay. All right, you want to fuck with me? Then say it off to my little
2: friend. <laughs> that <is> incredible. <laughs> you know, if ever he can't do a, 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 a what's it, what's it called A voiceover when we, we fuck up in the no oh, ADR ADR an ADR, an ADR. you could do the ADR for him. They said swear away in the chat room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right,
4: I, I tell you what, I'm here with my uh, my buddy Sean. Sean's got a, a little bit a little bit of a problem with his. Uh, is little 007. Sean, what seems to be the problem? Oh, yes. Before I met the little blue pill, you got the blue pill, you know what I'm talking about, (laughs) do not you gentlemen? Okay. Before I had that little problem with my 007, but since I took it, it's been pushing galore.
2: Did you ever ever, uh, play a joke on a friend, on a phone, by using a voice?
4: I have. Believe What's it or not, he is many a time. It, it, I, 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 I'll incriminate myself here. But here are some of the people when I worked in rock and roll radio up here in Boston that we were able to pull off some some pretty cool things on. Judd uh, Jed Gregg, governor of New Hampshire. He thought he was talking with Bobcat Goldthwait. <laughs> um, I, I said, this is Bobcat Goldthwait. <laughs> Because of that, that, that damn Seabrook power plant. That's why my voice sounds.
0: Oh, that's why it sounds like it does today.
4: <laughs> and of course, we got a hold of Hillary Clinton. Believe it or not, oh, Hillary. This this, this, this was before Hillary became. I mean, I'm sorry. Before Bill became president, Bill, right. the first time around when he was running, I said, "Look, uh, what's what's the name of the hotel?" And I'll tell you the story behind it. What's the name of the hotel that we're staying at? And, of course, uh, the hotel we're staying at. And I said, look, I want to get a nice big steak dinner and uh, see if you can get a threesome with one of those chamber mates. (laughs) Needless to say, we couldn't play that back on radio. There was too many swears.
1: Um, And then
4: here's a good one. You guys will like this. And I, Pat Buchanan, you remember Pat Buchanan, right?
1: Yes, yes.
4: So. One of the voices I did on this old rock and roll stations was Robert Parrish, the former Boston Celtic Center, who Jack Nicholson referred to as the chief out in Golden State before he came to Boston. So we got a hold of Pat Buchanan And Pat, whether he was or not, I don't think he was, but he was labeled as kind of being a little racist and prejudiced. I don't think he was, to be honest with you. We had some fun with him. I got him on the phone, We got him on the phone, and my my first questions was, Hey, what's happening, Pat? Now he doesn't see me. He's only hearing the voice. He thinks Robert Parrish is in the studio and asking the question. He's on the phone. I, I'd like to know if uh, if there's any truth to the fact that uh, that uh, you're going to be having David Duke as your running mate. And
2: shit. in trouble with that.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and we we did that, and I wanted to see if he wanted to play a game of one-on-one basketball, and. He knew that something was up with that. Now, but are
2: you, uh, are you married?
4: I am married. I'll be 30 years coming September. Do you drive your wife crazy
2: with voices?
4: Uh, here and there. I think more so my kids. Because my, my kids say, Dad, you're always on. You're like Robin Williams. It's <laughs> <That's> okay. <laughs> it's called show business. Can it is. Hear, it is.
1: Robin Williams?
4: Uh, not as well as I'd like to. But I can tell you one that uh, the last of the pranks, you guys will appreciate this Uh it worked with the late great Kenny Rogers. And I called up the Kenny Rogers Roasters in California and he happened to be there. We knew he was gonna be there. And there's a <clears throat> I'll, I'll switch it up to Schwarzenegger. It was um hold on, here we go. Hello, dear. Kenny, this is this is Anna Schwarzenegger here. Look uh, I, w- I wanted I wanted to tell you that I'm a little disappointed with you. I'm disappointed because you're taking you're taking the little things out of the the toenails out without the anesthesia. How would you like if I come down and I prick this out of you, there, to Kenny? And Kenny actually thought that he was talking to Swartz. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: I don't think Kenny Rogers roasters still exists,
1: does it? I used to. Love I don't think King it Rogers does either. Roasters. In Florida, it was great. And and everything. they
4: weren't doing the uh, anesthesia before they they pluck them. So that's yes. <laughs> that's that was hilarious.
1: The so who's your favorite? Like, who's your favorite impersonation that you would like to do the best?
4: Well, you know, favorite, it it comes and goes. I love James Earl Jones. I love Morgan Freeman. In fact, uh, here on social media, there was one night not too long ago, and I wish he was here now, my son, we had a Morgan Freeman off. And it meant, like, he always said his was better than mine. And I knew if we did this, him against me, because I'm a voice impressionist, I said, he's going to win this by votes because he's the underdog. And I think I got outvoted two to one. <laughs> so, but, of course, no, Morgan Freeman, we took it right out of the Shawshank Redemption, if you don't mind. Right. Great movie. go, no, right. do it. Do it. My name is Morgan Freeman. Bro. Andy DeFrancq is my friend. Get busy living or get busy dying. God damn right. That's wow, a fucking, that's, what a good movie, too. That's incredible. Dude. Wait. That, that's a really
1: good one. Do you do James Earl Jones like Darth Vader, James Earl Jones, or what do you do?
4: You know, it's funny you mentioned that I do that, but my all-time favorite James Earl Jones movie, it wasn't he was the main star, but he was a part of it, is Field of Dreams with... Kevin Costner. Kevin Costa. And I'll give you a little bit of that if you don't mind, and then I'll do the Darth Vader right after that. Okay. 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 okay yes. So here we go. From... from The movie, Field of Dreams, which we just lost Ray Liotta just the other day. Yes. Okay, so we'll do that little soliloquy he does at the end. They will come, Ray. Baseball has been the one constant in time. Oh, they most definitely will come. They will come. I love James Earl Jones. All right, so here we go. Got to do the mouth thing here, though. Skywalker. I see that Obi-Wan has taught you will. Use the force, Luke. Use the force. <laughs> <laughs> I see that Jimmy Star and Ron Russell, Jedi warriors, they will be. Oh my god, I love that. You are terrific. I like love that.
1: So so besides doing this, you actually host a show because I was looking at somebody who have coming up. I thought, oh my god, that would be a good guest. Uh, your show is called Gary Levin and Friends. Tell us a little bit about your
0: show.
4: Yeah, every Wednesday night on WATD up in Boston. It's a weekly entertainment variety show. And why we call it variety is basically what you guys do here. you got one celebrity after another. With my show, I try to get a professional athlete, Hollywood actor or actress, uh, famous musician, comedians. And I try to get those human interest stories. And we've had some really, really good human interest stories. And the best human interest story we ever had so far, I mean, there's going to be others that come up, but we had a guy whose dad was driving the box plane that dropped the bomb at Nagasaki. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's pretty, that's that's a human interest story. But my favorite guest so far on the show is my all-time favorite athlete, Julius Irving, Dr. J. Oh,
1: there you go. Okay. Yeah, Lovely really doctor. Do, and we and don't I know you really guys appreciate or that, or that, or that with the
4: New York accent there, too.
1: yeah. We don't do the whole like athlete thing, really. That's the one thing because it's all entertainment and and,
4: and we're fags. <laughs> we don't
1: really watch a lot of
2: sports.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're basically uh, filming TV and stage. And music,
1: and music. And music.
2: So who are some of your favorite musicians
1: that have been on? You have somebody getting ready to come. Who do you have coming on tonight? Because you have somebody coming on.
4: Yeah, for, we have Hollywood's own Beaver, Jerry Mathers.
1: Oh, there you go. Okay, leave yep. to Beaver. That's funny because I saw we, something coming up.
4: We, we promoted it as Ward and the Beaver because <laughs> Mickey Ward is an Irish Mickey Ward. He was a great boxer up here, and they actually fought at a worldwide level. So both of them on tonight, the Ward is and a Mickey Beaver. Ward and the and Beaver. Beaver. Yeah.
2: Well, in <laughs> California, if you say you're going to have Beaver on your show, you're going to get a big audience. <laughs> I you, know, you know what a Beaver is yeah, in California? Go. No, I want to hear it. Go ahead. Oh, he wants to hear you to say oh, it. I, I, a woman's uh, snatch. snatch. A <laughs> they call it a beaver. Out in California, I was at a party one time, and this guy was bragging. He was drunk, and he said, oh, it's real neat. I shot her a beaver. And I thought, what <laughs> the fuck is he talking about? He took a and picture. And I up. had to ask somebody, he shot a beaver? What is he drunk? He said, no. He checked out a girl's snatch. I dressed one up. I thought, a beaver? I'm going back to New York.
4: <laughs> well one of one of the greatest movie lines ever using that word was Jack Nicholson in the movie One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Do you remember that one? I don't I know the
2: film, but I don't remember.
4: All right. So he's talking to Billy, which is Brad Dourif, the actor, and he's talking to him about he should be out. And he goes something like this What's the matter with you, Billy? You're just a kid. You ought to be out in a convertible. Bird dog, and chicks and banging beaver, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you are really, really I love incredible. Jack
2: Nicholson. He's I mean, like one of my favorite actors. We've had a lot of people come on this show that do impressions, but boy, you really are the top one. You're incredible.
1: Thank they you, really,
2: No, they really sound like who they are. There's not even I, a hint of not them. I, I, I think that, that Jack Nicholson to do it. was I, really good. I think that Jack Nicholson one was really, I want, really good. I want you to follow something. Do this for me, okay?
4: Sure. Get
2: over here. I ain't doing it no more.
4: So you want me to say it just like that? Like a Boston Boy, accent? Get over here.
2: I ain't doing it no more. What do you
4: want from me? Get over here. As Nicholson. No, that's Brooklyn. Uh, okay, no, so, okay I can do that. No, no. All right. So Bugs Bunny was from Brooklyn, right? I don't know. <laughs> yes, he was. I'm pretty funny, sure. Funny no, so let me see if I can do it as Bugs because I'm going to do my Bugs Bunny Brooklyn accent. So, Yeah, What's up, Jack. Get over here. <laughs> I ain't gonna do it anymore. <laughs> ain't not gonna do it no more. No, I ain't gonna do it no more. <laughs> right, I'm gonna yeah. mortalize you. You're what yeah. a maroon. <laughs> you got it right. You
1: got it right. It's about you do a on. lot of kids' voices, though. I mean, our kids' cartoon voices, though. Like, that seems well, to at be least a, you're making a good living
2: at it. That's for good.
1: I like love it. Right? So, right? Astro, Astro's
2: <laughs> My dog is trying to get up.
1: up, up. Come on, Astro. Come on, up, jump up, jump up. So, so, uh, so uh, what about, like, can you do any, like, 40s or 50s stars?
4: Yeah, from, from long ago, I, I'll tell you what. What we can do here is I'll, I'll go back on TV shows as well as movies, if you don't mind. Okay, go my, for my it. My favorite era or decade of TV was the 60s. And, of course, my favorite TV show from that era starred Andy Griffith and Don Knox. There we go, and, okay. and the rest of that crew, but I'll just, I'll run the gamut. So let's do Andy Griffin. Here we go. Oh, mine and five for bird for duty. I got my bald hair in my pocket. Ooh, I, I love, I, I love, I love that boy. Hopi, ooh. How about, how about a, how about a haircut, Andy?
0: Mrs. Wiley, how do you do? My name is Ernest e. T. Bass.
4: <laughs> Hogan Zeros, <laughs> you ready? Oh General yeah, Hogan Sears is
1: my favorite.
4: General Bacalta. It's so nice to see you. Shut up, Kling. Why are you always happy to see me when I'm never happy to see you? Actually, that's back, really back, 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 back. I know nothing. I see nothing. I hear nothing. Has
2: anyone ever accused you of being schizophrenic?
4: Yes, many a <laughs> time. I, <laughs> I think I get a full threats, to be honest with you guys. I really do.
2: That you hear voices that you do them so well. No, what listen.
4: happens with the, me, I'll go into a place. It's funny, and I go into the convenience stores, and I have lots of Indian friends up here in the New England area. But if someone has a real, real thick Indian accent, I find myself going into talking just like them.
2: <laughs> do they get offended?
4: I don't think they do, because I have a pair of nice round glasses I wear sometimes. And when <laughs> do I do, they call you? me Gandhi Levitt, and that's that. truth <laughs> be told. Not Gary, but Gandhi Levitt. <laughs> I think that's hilarious.
2: I mean, now, listen, when you go to sleep at night, before you fall asleep, what voice do you hear? Your own or characters?
4: Sometimes it's characters. Me too. I know you're going to say he hears voices.
2: <laughs> no, 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 no. When I work on a film, if I, if I just finished shooting and I go home to sleep, I dream and think in that character I just worked on the film. No, it's true. I, I speak. You, you don't lose it takes about a a week after a movie to really go back to being who you are.
4: Yeah, it does. I've done a lot of voiceover lately as Sylvester Stallone. And my favorite Stallone line of all time is a a very poignant, a profound line from, I think it was the the last Rocky that he did, the very last Rocky, not the Creed movies, but the last Rocky, where he says, uh, remember one thing, it ain't how hard you hit, it's how hard you get hit and you keep on moving forward. (laughs) that that sound really sounds like him a lot so i have a question did you like the creed movies because
1: i liked them but a lot of people didn't i liked the first one a lot the second one i thought was good they're not as good as a rocky movie but but i liked them because now they're going to do a new rock a new creed movie and sylvester Stallone doesn't have anything to do with it and i saw frank stallone like on instagram saying that it's going to be a piece of shit and they can't believe they cut rocky out of it
4: (laughs) you know i i've loved the rocky movies over the years my favorite in order it, obviously, Rocky won the very first Rocky, but I have to say this, the Rocky Balboa story, which wrapped up all the other Rockies, that went on to become my favorite because they tied everything to a nice bow at the very yes. end. They, they flash back to all the different movies and and the different things that took place with Yvonne Drago, with Club Lane, which of course was Mr. T, with Hulk Hogan, so on and so forth. I, I love the Rocky movies, and the Creed movies are really good too. So partial to the last Rocky, love Rocky one, and the the, the Draga one's good too. I do like that. Because it's just you know yeah. he's going against the Russian that's shooting up with the steroids. So a friend are, of ours, I have. Never
2: met him, Sylvester Stallone. Because you know, in person, Sylvester Stallone doesn't speak as he does on film.
4: No, I know that. I've seen yeah. him in action. He speaks differently
1: actually we have a friend who i'm working on a film project with right now and uh he was the announcer in rocky four like the, the ringside announcer guy
2: yeah uh, what's his name uh, al, al
1: bandero you might know right. him actually al bandero he's a good friend of ours um and we're working on a film and i know
2: burt young really well
1: wow
4: yeah. just Bert, great character
2: burt young came from corona queens new york he was, a do, f- he was a fence you know he used to deal hot goods wait yeah. wait do you do burgess Meredith? Yeah, he was a fenced. <laughs> right I swear to you, I'm not lying. Dick, his name, his real name is Dickie. But Bert used to be a fence. We bought some stuff from him at times. And he sent a letter to the studio, to what's-his-name's acting studio, telling who he was and what he did. And they were interested, and they invited him in, uh, actor's studio, and he, from there, became an Academy Award-winning actor. Talk about a, a,
1: a true story. Actually, hang on a second. So one of Ron's very dear friends, Meg Rudick, is in the chat room and she wrote a question. Can do you do any female voices? Do you do like a male doing female voices?
4: Um, you know, I well, I do Marge Simpson, which is not really, yeah, that is a female voice if you think about it. So it's women that are doing it. So how about Marge Simpson and and Salmore and Patty? Because Salmore and Patty were actually the voice of Brenda Rhoda's sister in the TV show Rhoda. I don't know, I if you guys will I that. love Rhoda. Yeah. Uh, so do, do a female voice for her. all right. So as Marge Simpson. She would say, Homer, you've had a dozen donuts so far. Why don't you save some for the rest of the kids? Uh, very funny, fat boy. Why don't you rub my corns? <laughs> 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 and it, that is Brenda from, from the Rota TV show. Who else does I, she want to hit? I can give it a shot. I like love it. I just like it. You, wait, can I you, can you do have, Burgess
1: Meredith? Wait, do I
4: have I? to ask make a question.
2: Are you in Hilton Head or in Ohio? Because so I'll call you after. The oh, they said Linda Hamilton. in I no, mean, I want, Meg to make answer. She goes, oh, I'm waiting. She's not. Meg, where are you? I'll call you. Somebody after in the, the
1: show. chat wants to know if you can do Linda Hamilton, and I want to know if you could do Burgess Meredith,
2: Marilyn Monroe. Happy birthday! Mr. <laughs> president. Oh, Marilyn Monroe. I, I have, I have the grade
4: here next to me. Can it? Should, I, should I lift up my dress that I'm wearing? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Marilyn Monroe Mr. Pre- happy birthday, Mr. President. Oh. Should be
4: very beautiful woman. Very beautiful. Yeah, easy woman. to do. Can you I, exactly okay, so let me, I'll put something back on you guys, because you, you're the Hollywood buffs. All-time greatest looking female actress in Hollywood. Who do you got as number one, two, and three? Uh
2: Jane Russell, number one. Rita Hayworth, number two. Lana Turner, no. Hedy Lamarr, number three.
4: What about you, Jimmy? I wouldn't
1: do that, because I don't know those people. Uh, they're not my generation. Jill, Jane Russell
2: was my best uh, friend, so I'm not going to not say her.
1: Jane
4: Russell was beautiful. Jane the Russell with the eighteen-hour bra.
1: I like Angelina. I like Angelina Jolie, Charlize no, Theron. Old, old Hollywood. He didn't say old Hollywood. He said in Hollywood. Oh, I thought he said old. No, all, I, time. I, I like, uh, all, all time. time. I like all time. I like Charlize. All time. All I,
2: time.
1: I like Charlize Theron, Angelina Jolie, and I don't remember the other one would be
2: Jennifer. Uh, Jennifer, you don't love Jennifer?
1: No, not as the hottest, though. I don't She's know. beautiful. I have to like go back and like look at things. Fucking, I like Donna Mills. Like I used to like. Think
4: she was the hottest
2: thing ever. She still
4: <laughs> and is. At I can't get over her. She's gorgeous. My nice. my three favorite are Raquel Welch, Linda, Linda Carter. Oh, I like a, Linda Carter. And it's a tie probably for third between Julie Newmar and Claudia Cardinale.
2: He knows. The I, now, know, right? I know Julie Newmar well. That's Lin- a good Linda choice. Carter follows me on social media. Julie <laughs> Newmar is a, a very kind, sweet, soft spoken woman. Raquel Welch, another story. If you ever met, nice. nice. met Raquel Welch, you would not think she was pretty. Because oh. she becomes very unattractive
4: with her nasty. I already voice. hear yeah. that. So she's what are you saying funny. is she's never met a four-letter word that she hasn't used?
2: Well, I don't know about that, but she's <laughs> just she's just not uh there's something very peculiar. I invited her. her on our show. They basically said never, she
1: would never do our show. Come on. <laughs> come on.
2: Which is not a polite way of responding, to the number one web show in the world. I mean, you don't do that. A lot of people in the channel love Lauren Hutton. They like Lauren Hunt. She's lucky that we even invited her on. We don't have too many people on yet. We have a lot of people that want to come on and we don't invite them. So that's That's okay. So
4: so wait, why did you
1: ask us that?
4: No, because you guys are there. You're you're tapped into it. So I just figured you you see it. Maybe you know these people. I
1: have my own personal like favorites, um, but they're really not. Other people probably don't think they're hot, but they're my favorite. My favorite my favorite three like <laughs> stars uh, are Molly Ringwald, Jenny Garth, and Shannon Doherty.
2: Like and, and my favorite. They're like my favorite. Like I love them. Everything my, they Mine do. would be Sophia Loren because I worked with her. And I've yeah, seen and her in person, oh, yeah. she was gorgeous in person, yeah. six o'clock in the morning and you're on the set without makeup and she was breathtaking right. uh, and a lovely, lovely person, a very sweet girl. She was a girl then. I was 19, she was 23 before, so we were kids. But yeah, she was, she's a beautiful person. I'd like to work with Sophia again, I really would. Yeah. That would be fun.
1: This is Astro, our dog. Astro, I say yeah. Astro. Astro
2: is my love. I, I, I don't go anywhere without him. Astro, say hello to everybody out there. They all want to see you. Say hi, Astro.
1: Say hi, Astro. Hey. All right, Raj.
4: Railroad, Rastro.
1: <laughs> That's Scooby Doo, right?
4: Uh, Scooby Doo or Astro, because Scooby Doo is more.
1: Oh, Astro. Doo. I like Astro. I love
4: that. Astro had a little more of a rasp to it. Astro
2: is a seven pound rescue, he's poodle and a uh, Terrier mixed. And he's absolutely the most loving, adorable dog you ever wanted to know.
4: Good-looking dog, I can see. And he's, and he's a
2: lover and a kisser and a baby dog.
4: Look. So tell everybody how do they how yeah. do they listen to your show? So yeah, sure, Jimmy. The radio show again is called Gary Lovett and Friends. It's on ninety-five point nine, WATD, up in Boston. You can go online and listen to it at nine five nine, watdcom and we're on tonight from 8 to 9 p.m. Again, Jerry Mathers, the beaver, and Mickey Ward, the boxer, will be on in future weeks. We are going to have Julie Newmar. Uh, see, I made sure I played Ron. that well. Ron, that her. Loretta Swit is also going to come on the show. One of the most recent women who I left off the list, and she's going to be mad at me, is Barbara Eden. I think Barbara Eden is. Oh, she's fabulous. I a dream beautiful woman, but she's just like, when I was talking to her on the phone, I almost felt like, I've known her for years. She's a sweetheart. She truly is.
2: Most of those broads are. Uh, <laughs> no, no, there's a few of them that I mean, I've met probably 80% of all of them in the business because I'm in the business 64 years. So you do meet people. Long and, time. Yeah, well, well, I'm 82 years old. I started at 19, so do the math. You but look any, great,
4: though. You look great.
2: Thank you. But the, the only ones that I found that were not nice were. The, the girls, the women that really were, they really didn't like men. Seriously, these sexy women that, that use men or are offensive to men were offensive to me. But the women who like men and have men, male friends were very kind and good. But there are some man haters out there that are sex, you know, they feel used. Marilyn Monroe, by the way, was one. Marilyn Monroe, according to Jane Russell, was not very friendly to many people. She felt that men only wanted to use her and only looked at her as a sex object, nothing more. So Mm -hmm. she had a little bit of a problem with men. So I think if I were to interview Marilyn Monroe today, it would have been a difficult interview because she would have thought right away, oh, he's gonna instantly go to the sex thing, which I wouldn't deliberately.
4: Yeah, no, no, I understand.
2: But the women that do not like men are, are the bitches. So wait, we've only got one minute left. Oh, so, so you guys, it's, I know it really went fast. So you guys,
1: Gary's website is garylevitt.com. It's G-A-R-Y-L-E-A-V-I-T-T. If you're in the Boston area, they do all kinds of stuff. He goes and has a company that you know goes and performs for everything. And um, uh, uh, we need to like leave on one good,
4: a good impression. So who's one
2: you haven't done yet? The, the very one. best that you do. Your most...
4: Wonderful impression. I can leave you with a rap song if you want. I'll go really fast. Is that okay? okay. Yeah, let's uh, do it. This is the presidential rap. You said I could be dirty, right? Yes. Okay. So here we go. This is from Trump all the way back to JFK. In order. Hey there, homie. I'm new no champ. My name is Donald Donald Trump. Obama's a pussy. I grab some too. Make America great. That's what I'll do. Ah, uh, yo, mama. I'm Barack Obama. Here do the presidential lap. I go on the left. I can't call right. Here's my cause. He'll keep it real tight. What up, J.R.W.'s in the house. No weapons of mass destruction, not even a mouse. Let me be clear, just plain glib. Bill Clinton is hanging in his crib. All you single ladies keep on chilling because Bubba Clinton is always willing. I didn't inhale, I promise you. Now here's my bro to tell you a thing or two. Read my lips because lips don't lie. I'm puffed out of bush. Not a bad guy. Here's <laughs> someone who's a little bit hipper. Can I get a woo-woo for the gipper? We'll chick, baby, chick, baby, one, two, three. <laughs> I'm run, runny, run of the GOP. Hey, Mr. <laughs> Gorbachev, cheer down that wall. Now here's JFK, and he'll finish the call. Yes, I'm JFK, the grandmaster rapper. Dressed to the nines, I always look dapper. Republicans, Democrats, and independents, too. It's what the presidential rap can do for you. Word. Love it. Thank that you so is much.
2: absolutely the best I've ever heard. I've never heard anything like it. I love it. In all my years in the business, you are sensational. We Thanks, guys. I really appreciate Gary, thank you having. so much. We thank, appreciate thank, it. Thank you for giving us a good show. Everybody, tune in. Thank you so much. We'll see
1: you guys next week. Take care, of Gary. Thank you, Donna Mills. Thanks, Chat Room. Thanks, John. Bye, Bye, everybody. Bye, we'll see thank you
3: thank
4: next you. week. Bye-bye. Ciao. in the mix
2: Oh.